Welcome to Embrace Your Brain with Dr. D. Joy Coulter. These short weekly brain bits give you fresh glimpses into how your mind works and how to develop its natural brilliance. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Scott Coulter, filling in for D. Coulter, and you're listening to the third and final episode of a three-week series on the nature of blessing. In our first week, we came to a definition of what a blessing is. We called it a calling forth of the basic goodness or wisdom inherent in a person, an object, or a situation. In our second week, we dove a little further into the mechanics of how you bless. And one of the fundamental takeaways from that was that a blessing is larger than an individual. It was not simply one person wishing another good fortune. It was calling on a much greater force to manifest itself within that subject. Today, I'd like to talk about why we're even asking the question. I've been thinking about this, meditating on this, praying about this all week, and it really wasn't until this morning that any kind of answer came to me in a solidified fashion. I'd like to take you back for a moment to my days as a therapist. I worked as a adolescent family therapist with kids in the juvenile justice system for about two years. And in that time, I met with a great number of clients in crises. And many of those crises struck me as very similar to the national crises that we find ourselves in right now one of rage, one of near psychosis. And in my time working with these clients, I came to formulate an emotional continuum, a kind of scale that I had in my own head. And this was a scale that many of the other therapists I spoke with also shared in you know various formats. And I'd like to share that with you. And if you're able, I would recommend taking a second to grab a pencil and paper and actually writing this down. If you're not, just try to keep it visually in your mind. But if you're able to write it down, that may be a useful thing to do uh, for this conversation. So let me lay it out for you. Picture a horizontal line moving across the page from one side to the other. In the middle of this line is sadness. Moving from the middle To the left, we move from sadness to fear, to anger, to rage, to psychosis. Moving from the middle of this line to the right, we move from sadness to understanding, to resolve, to action, and finally to detachment or letting go. So let me me tell you those again. In the middle of the line is sadness. Moving from the middle to the left, we move from sadness to fear, from fear to anger, from anger to rage, and from rage to psychosis. Moving from the middle to the right, we move from sadness to understanding, from understanding to resolve, from resolve to action and from action to detachment or letting go. 
Now, as a therapist, you're always looking for points of intervention. You're working with clients who are caught in negative cycles, negative patterns that are bringing them down. And you're looking for where you can intervene in those cycles to arrest them, to shift them, and to transform them, and to nudge them into a direction of health, into a direction of love, kindness, peace, and so on. What I found over and over, and what every therapist I've spoken to found over and over, and particularly those therapists who are in similar position as I was working with these clients, is that we were always trying to get our clients into sadness. And that sounds like a very strange goal, <laughs> but it was, it was what we were doing. We were constantly trying to get our clients into sadness. Why would we be doing that? Why on earth would our goal be sadness, not happiness or, I don't know, uh, goals of some kind? No, it was getting them into a place of sadness. The reason is because many of our clients were, were coming to us in states of psychosis or rage or anger. And there were very few points of intervention in those states. And we're seeing that play out now. We see a misinformation campaign that is vast. And over and over, we're trying to combat misinformation with facts, with actual information. And it's not working. In fact, oftentimes, it simply backfires and reinforces the misinformation. Why is that? Well, it's because we're using the wrong intervention. We're finding someone in a state of complete combativeness, and we are combating back. Well, that's not going to work. That's never going to work with an individual or with a country. When someone is in a state of psychosis, there is no refuting or arguing your way to a resolution or to a new path forward. There is merely energetically surrounding, and that's a blessing. When someone is in a state of psychosis, you can't be worried about events you can't really be worried about changing anything on the surface yet. All you can do is bless them. All you can do is surround them with kind, loving, transformative energy. And then you've got to let it go. And then do it again and let it go. Do it again and let it go. Because what you have to let happen is that energy has to work its way down. And that can take quite a while. But there's nothing else to do. And that's where we find ourselves right now. We can't argue our way out of where we are right now. We can only bless our way out of it. Until more of us come to the point where we can admit that we are sad that we are heartbroken. Then we can begin to talk. Then we can begin to debate and share information and share new understanding. 
and then come to a resolution towards new actions and new paths forward and then take the action to move forward in those paths and finally let go of the fear that was driving our previous psychosis. And this is why blessing is so important to us right now. It is the only intervention we have. It may not even be the best intervention. It's not the quickest intervention, but it's the only intervention we've got. And the thing about blessing that every religious tradition tells us is that the more people adopt it, the more effective it is. We must be beacons on the hill. We must be the sources of that light. And the more sources of that light there are, the more lightness there is, the harder it is for the darkness to survive. Now, as we wrap up, I want to say one final thing. I may be wrong about all of this, but that is also one beautiful thing about blessing. It has no downside because it's not combative. So if blessing does nothing at all to the events on the ground, it has done no harm. And that, even by itself, I think makes it worth pursuing. It does no harm, and it will leave the one offering the blessing in a calmer state, in a better state, in a happier state, regardless of the events on the ground, which may go one way or the other. So I'd like to thank everyone for listening for these few weeks. It's been really interesting for me to explore this topic with everyone. It's been really valuable to explore it right now in these times of crises. And I hope it's been valuable for those of you listening as well. Thank you so much. And as I've said the past few weeks, stay well and please be kind to one another. If you're enjoying these podcasts, I think you'll love my book, Original Mind Uncovering Your Natural Brilliance. It's available on Amazon and at EmbraceYourBrain.com.